Wake up. Wake up. You ready to get funky? stuff going on we're going to talk about uh uh the old grumpy granny is going to happen today uh the nastiest spot in your bathroom uh the smelling jobs and uh christine's uh, not only doing christineology today she will break down a historic dancing with the stars for us dancing with the stars she's gonna break that down about 8 30 hopefully Okay. Come on. Uh, I thought that's why you were late today. No, I I had kickball yesterday. Hmm. I didn't. Christine watch. will break down Dancing with the Stars <laughs> today. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I can't. It is Come on DVR on. though. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're gonna get rid of her for about forty-five minutes, and then we'll let we'll she'll. Know <laughs> All right. So. Let's talk a little bit about yesterday. Yeah. Well, wait, hold on. Pause, rewind. You have Christineology today? Yeah. Okay. Whew, Steve. I Don't know, worry. Right? Yeah. We're almost going to have to write that for her. <laughs> okay. So let's talk a little bit about yesterday. I had a little bit of fun yesterday because I was trying to be nice. Christine had to stay after I left and do some computer work. And I happened to find out that her Facebook is easy to go into. And I may or may not have changed the message. Or Christine posted this and is blaming me and telling me to say this because all the dudes that want to hook up with her are jealous. <laughs> so what happened? So I happened to look at my Facebook and I'm getting a bunch of notifications. Nice. And, <laughs> and uh, I go to my page and it turns out your boy Fish. Allegedly wrote on my Facebook allegedly I am so lucky to work with fish wait hold on this is a Facebook status okay Facebook status that says I am so lucky to work with fish he is such a ginger stud I do love a man with meat on his bones hashtag ginger ninja hashtag Christine needs some fishy face hashtag shh don't tell (laughs) that's very sweet of you did you get it Steve yeah okay I knew you were going to use that against You'll me. You'll hear that. You'll hear that again. <laughs> You'll hear it during <laughs> during songs. Oh, yeah, that's what <laughs> I love to do. Party. Hey, man, Steve breaks it down. I slap it in. <laughs> that's, that's how our motto was back in the day when we were single. Yeah. We didn't even know each other. We had the same motto. It was weird. So what have your <laughs> responses been on this post that you wrote about me? Uh, well, Fish, everybody on this post has called you out for hacking my Facebook. Which is sad <laughs> and so untrue. Right? <laughs> Literally every single person. If however, I hacked your Facebook, however, oh. Oh, I was going to say, it got 35 laughs, haha's. Right. 17 likes, two loves, and one wow. Yeah. Who's the wow? Is it a guy? No, it was Nikki. Oh, okay. I was hoping it was uh, Nikki that we work with. Yeah. Oh, I love her. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was hoping that it was uh, one of her dudes. 
<laughs> right? No, they would have messaged me. Was... Who's fish? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Your guys are so into you, they don't even know what you do for a living. Right? Uh... Oh, Christine. It's okay that you have these feelings for me. I'm used to it. We could open up the phones right now mm-hmm. to the people that want to smash face with the Ginger Ninja. <laughs> but the last time we did, they shut down. They went auto busy. Boom. <laughs> Look at that. Auto he busy just, again. Yeah. Look at that. I just even said wow. it and it happened. It just blew up. There we should s- give you away for caller nine. Yeah, I know. I used to do that. We did that once. Connie and I did. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, when I was single, uh, we did a, what was it? Uh, Fishing for Love. Cute. That's yeah. creative. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's pretty easy when your name's Fish. Yeah. <laughs> right. Connie, by the way, I'm talking about of Connie and Fish who passed away actually in January four, on January 4th, who was diagnosed with cancer one year ago tomorrow. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, Isn't that weird? Very. We uh we were gonna do a Connie show and I was actually talking to Connie's husband Dan about it last night, and I've just I'm gonna get rid of this glorious glorious music when we talk about our friend who's passed. All right, so uh Oh, that's too cheesy. <laughs> All right, so uh, we were going to do a Connie show tomorrow, Connie Clip show. But we're going to do one in the near future, and we just thought, Steve and I talked about it, and then I talked to Dan about it. He's like, yeah. He kind of yeah. did, yeah. Well, he was like with me. He's like, yeah, a couple of those. If, if he gave you that, I. Well, no, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I knew her longer. They were just married and in love. Oh, yeah. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. What he says doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Like Steve's brother, for example. He gets Trump over everything. Even though Steve's married to Brittany and has a family with Brittany, Steve's brother's known him longer. That's true. He has known me longer. <laughs> That's logic. So mm-hmm. he has what's called seniority. To do what, though? Whatever he wants. Whatever I want. That's not No, how whatever that your works. brother wants. He gets, oh. like, if Steve and Brittany are having a conversation and Brittany says we should do this... And Steve's brother He can just says trump he, it He can outvote her Yeah <laughs> That's fact That's science So does that mean Because I've known Steve longer I trump what, whatever well, uh, with I trump us you On the show Yeah yes. sure Of course you do Interesting But I'm in complete control of the show So really <laughs> <laughs> I mean I could make this a dictatorship But I want it to feel more like a partnership I know right That's cool though That's cool How about you get Steve and I some coffee And we'll talk about some ideas <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. All right I've been dying to talk about something here The zebra So this dude is uh Garbage guy, his name is David Brother and sister of sanitation So David is driving his garbage truck Down the road A nice Wisconsin highway And he sees Two donkeys? No, donkeys Horses? Oh, horses must No, horses don't look like that Uh... What in the heck is in front of me? There's literally zebras walking down the road. I'm not even kidding. What in the actual? I'm on an African safari in a garbage truck. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The accent is the best. Oh, I love it. I love a straight up northern Wisconsin accent. (laughs) Uh, So he is actually, he says, I'm on an African uh, safari in a garbage truck. David actually is a garbage guy and he caught a day that two zebras had escaped a private residence. Wow. Yeah, I, I, and, and they're running like around. A, a, like a zoo safari of nice. some sort? Yeah, <laughs> private residence. I would assume maybe they just had zebras. Hmm. 
I mean, if I could have a lion and it wouldn't eat me, I totally would. Would that be your, like, wild animal? Monkey. Monkey? Yep. Would it be a cute little one that wears a diaper? No. I just want an orangutan. Oh, that's a big one. That is. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind just, like, normal monkey. I feel you like know, it would destroy your house. Nope, a trained monkey. Oh, it's because okay. it's in the hypothetical world. What about <laughs> you? What do you want? Uh, I would have to go with a big cat, a lion or a tiger type of Not a animal. bear? No. Not a, so a lion or tiger, not bear, oh my? Yeah, no. no not the bear, oh my. See, I would go with the panther, also a big cat, but I like a big black cat. Like, oh, there you go. You want a panther? So neither of you would take a monkey? No. A monkey's your buddy. Yeah, I mean, if it, again, if it was maybe the baby monkey that wore a diaper, those no. are super cute. It's a mid-sized monkey. No, like definitely in Planet, not. Like an ape, like in Planet of the Apes. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> and, he, and he's totally my friend, and we're totally buddies, and he knows how to make the perfect drink. That would be pretty cool, but... Right, seriously. Like, <laughs> hey, Christine, sorry you're over hanging out, right? You know, because yeah. I know you're always trying to hang out with me when Alicia's gone. Right. And uh, so, hey, see how she just said that? Because it's true. <laughs> right. So, hey, Christine, uh, if you want my drink, you know, rum and soda, he can make you one right now. And you'd be like, no, I'd like a gin and tonic as your go-to, right? Gin and, and soda. Gin and soda, yeah, uh, is your go-to. And he's, no, no, but if you want a rum, oh, fine, I'll have a rum. Hey, Bongo, Christine wants a drink. Can you hook her up? Thanks, bro. Boom. Comes Bongo back with the eight. That's his name. I just thought of it. Bongo <laughs> the eight. So you're like in-home waiter. Yeah. Okay. But he's my buddy too. I mean, like I give him treats. Sure you, you do. Can't, you don't have the right to judge my relationship with my imaginary ape. <laughs> Step We're off. totally judging. <laughs> you guys are judging my. You think I'm like uh, punishing this imaginary ape? He lives a wonderful life. He has a room. He knows how to play Miss Pac-Man. He uses it whenever he wants. And then he, he makes you, you things. drinks on command. Yeah. Fetches yeah. <laughs> me things, and he helps with landscaping. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Bongo the Ape. I thought it was a great idea. All right, text question of the day is kind of, God, you guys make me feel terrible, like I'm abusing my ape. Poor Bongo. Can uh, you even say that? Is can, that... I was just going to say, could you yeah. say that on the air? Yeah, poor Abusing poor. my ape. Abusing the ape? I don't think you could say that. No. no. And we just okay. said it like three times. Yeah, we better not say abusing the ape again. Yeah, don't abuse the ape. <laughs> Let's talk about today's text question of the day. Today, the text question of the day is all about more or less your imagination. Kind of fun, too, if you think about it. If you could do a podcast, right, any kind of podcast you want, what would you talk about? That simple, Christine. What are you going to talk about on your podcast? I struggled with this one a little bit because there's so many different things that I would talk about. Um, I'd almost, like, do... How Joe Rogan covers like everything, pretty much whatever he's interested about. I do that, but I also didn't want to give you such a vague answer like that. Sure. So I would probably do one on General Hospital, or I do one on um, a, like a video podcast where you get like a behind the scenes look of like how some people live or like. You know, how some people live, celebrities or what? No, 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 not celebrities. Like everyday people, like in the middle of nowhere towns or like. Stalker video, got it. That stalker video. And you just see how they live, or you get to see like behind the scenes of how like random things are made. I don't know. There's just so many different things. Whatever I feel I'm like she just about. pulled that out of her butt. No, that's literally, that's why I say it's like whatever I'm curious about. 
Whoa, man. There's so many different things that fascinate me. Steve, if you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? What Christine should call her is like the curious world of Christine. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Actually, that's a great name for a podcast. I have two good, really good podcast ideas that I'm not going to give up because I still plan on doing them. Don't. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Uh, so and I'm going to go with a cooking podcast because I think that would be a go. lot of fun. And uh, like it would be, you'd be cooking while you would be podcasting. So nice. I love yeah. it. Yeah. That's actually a great one, too. I like that, too, because you can try and get them to hold on because you might be adding different ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I missed the whole salt part. No, yeah. uh, too much salt this Drama. time. Oh, yeah. If you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? That's today's text question of the day. I am 100% doing a relationship podcast. Yeah? I love doing those. I love when we do the rando text out. I love talking to people about that stuff. Yeah, we joke around and say, get a divorce, get a divorce. But I love the psychology of it. Yeah. 100% doing that. I do. I mean, obviously, I love what we do. So clearly, I would like to do this, which would be an everything podcast. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to get specific, without a shadow of a doubt, relationship, love liney type, but not love liney, but uh, that type of podcast. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Not like, uh, hey, the uh, the, the phones are open and... uh, we're ready to hear from uh, Desperate Debbie in Dallas. Desperate Debbie in Dallas, what do you have to say? Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to do it's that. It's not a film. No. Oh. I mean, Debbie was in Dallas and she did some things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. And she probably was desperate at the end of it. Uh, okay. Point taken. I guess it's going to be a naughty podcast. Christine, the text question of the day is a fun one today. If you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? Yeah, Christine talked about more or less uh, General Hospital was your Mm go-to. Cooking for Steve, relationships for me. Your answers, you can message in via the app. It's a free download. Or just text the show, get a hold of us. You can also call, and you get to talk to Steve in the back room. Hi. That's Steve. I'm Steve. Let's talk about love real quick. So, spoiler, there's a celebrity relationship going on you may not know about. Are you familiar with Ben Affleck, the actor? Yes. Okay, he played Batman. Yeah. He, I think, is dating. I'm not sure, but I think he is dating Jennifer Lopez. (gasps) I'm going to tell you how. This is interesting. So recently, Ben Affleck was interviewed. By the way, I'm being sarcastic. We are more than aware that they're dating. (laughs) Uh, I just realized somebody literally was texting Fish, you sound stupid. I could feel it. Anyway. Recently, he was interviewed, and they asked, you know, hey, what do you think of Jen? She's cool, huh? Well, he said, quote, I am in awe of what her effect on the world is. He goes on to say, I've seen over and over and over and over and over, a lot of overs, uh, women of color approach Jennifer and tell her what her example as a strong woman and a woman succeeding and demanding her fair share in the business world means to them. Yeah. He, He also went on to say, at most as an artist, Artist, I can make movies that move people. But Jennifer, oh yeah, sweet, sweet Jennifer, he went on to say, has inspired a massive group of people to feel they have a seat at the table in this country. O-M-G. America. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Any chance I get, brother. Yeah, seriously. So we say to you, Jennifer Lopez, by the way, she does a crap ton for people. Charities, works with people, that's fact. Let alone motivating people. But Jennifer Lopez, yes, we 
know you probably have the app in her listening right now. Of course she is. What else would she be doing? I, didn't, I, mean, I, I would assume she likes to listen to us during her first of 10 daily workouts. Yeah. Her body is ridiculous. She has a... <laughs> More than ridiculous. It's, it's something. <laughs> but anyway, back to you, Jennifer J-Lo. We, I feel we can call her J-Lo. Yeah, we're clo- we're cool with her. Nah, I think you should call her Jennifer. I meant Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm calling her J-Lo. Yeah. J-Lo, we say to you, thank you for what you do for America and Spandex. Don't you think? No? Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. say, America, J-Lo. But she does do some really cool stuff, so I thought that was kind of a neat little story. And Ben Affleck is definitely, I mean... Clearly, he's smitten with her. Clearly, they've been together, what, about Duh. six months officially. Did you see them on the red carpet? Uh, do, where'd they show up? At the Met Gala, and then they were at, what, was there a recent award show that they were at together? Was it the Emmys? Was it the Emmys? Uh, no, it was before the Emmys. Either oh. way, they, they did two red carpets together, and you could tell he's, compl- both of them are just like, well, honey, J-Lo always falls for her guys. Aww. J-Lo knows what to do, at least when the cameras are on. I don't know. Maybe she's like that when the cameras are off. Yeah. But J-Lo always, everybody always says that. Oh, my God. J-Lo is so smitten with him. She's like that with everybody. I know. I mean, we'll just count Who's how many next? engagements she's been in. I think Matt Damon is next for J-Lo. No, that won't happen. <laughs> that would be funny. I think via Affleck, <laughs> Matt Damon and J-Lo are going to forge a relationship. No, no, no. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen for sure. And then Ben, yeah. And then I am curious to see if her and Ben do end up working out. Though. Oh, they will for a few years. Yeah. Then they'll break up. Probably. And she will date Matt seems, Damon. <laughs> seems like J Lo style. Maybe Ben Affleck will date Matt Damon. That could work too. They make great movies together. They do. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christine, it's that that time of day where we learn things, where we get a little mm-hmm. bit of knowledge. Where is knowledge coming from today? So, do you remember in the '90s those pens that were super popular? Like from the movie Clueless, where it had like a little poof at the end. A poofy pen. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. They I were do. very popular in the 90s and they came in different colors. I need knowledge to come from that. A poofy pen, you got it. <laughs> I learned something today. Every time I learn something new, it pushes some old stuff out of my brain. I'm learning. What did you learn? Ah, knowledge. Knowledge could come from a wide variety of places, including and not limited to a poofy pen. <laughs> yes, you see that pen, and you know many people have touched it and caressed it, thus providing it with their knowledge. So you walk over to said poofy pen, and you decide you are going to acquire the knowledge from the poofy pen. You take the writing part where the ink comes from, and you place it to your lips, and you begin to suck and suck and suck to try and suck the ink out of the poofy pen, and it doesn't work. And then you realize knowledge is on the other side. <laughs> Okay. You take the poofy <laughs> part of the pen and you lodge it in the back of your throat as you huh. rub your tongue all over the poofy part of the pen, saturating it with your saliva, Ew. providing the knowledge. So the knowledge will then slide off the poofy part down your tongue, doing a 180 degree turn past your eye socket into your brain, providing knowledge. Interesting. We got there. Yeah, somehow. So I think this is a typo on my website that I use to get a bunch of knowledge. I like to like kind of go down little rabbit holes, and I found this thing. It said baby hummingbirds know from birth to poop outside of the nest. I think it is baby hummingbirds live from birth to poop outside of the nest. What? I don't understand. Birth to poop? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. 
No. How do baby no hummingbirds know from birth to poop outside of the nest? Yeah. I, it, I have been staring at that for an hour. Poop. What do you mean? That from the moment they're born, they know that they need to poop outside of the nest. Well, they should have said it that way. <laughs> Read it one more time because I'm kind of with you. They, it, it was written poorly. Yeah, baby hummingbirds know from birth to poop outside of the nest. It was, oh, yeah. comma, to poop. Yeah. No punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> punctuation makes a difference. Deja vu. Deja vu. Do you know that stress and fatigue are the main causes for uh, experiencing deja vu? Really? No. I had deja vu with Alicia, and I'm not joking. Last night, she was doing something. I'm like, oh, wow. Deja vu. Uh, the earliest known site of human habitation in North America is a short drive from Pittsburgh. It's an archaeological site called Meadowcraft Rock Shelter. It was discovered in 1955 because of a groundhog hole. Interesting. It claims to have evidence of human presence as early as 19,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. The fax machine was invented in 1843, way before the telephone. The initial patent for a facsimile machine was for a, quote, chemical telegram. Ooh. Chemical telegram. And finally... Okay, I want you to think about this. When you're going on a road trip, and you really, really got to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got to be a road trip. It can't yeah. just be when you're driving to like from the grocery store to home. Right. You really, really got to go. And you're holding it, and you're like, God, I can make it five more miles or ten more miles. Yeah. And then that exit doesn't have a restroom, so you got to go another ten more miles or whatever. Ugh. That feeling. Yeah, finally I Finally, when you get that to, and, and then you get to tinkle, and, and how good like, it feels. Ah. Wood frogs in Alaska can hold their pee. For up to eight months Whoa During the region's long winters They relieve themselves once temperatures increase And the urine actually helps keep them alive While they hibernate With special microbes in their gut Turning it into nitrogen That's so weird I know Wood frogs I'll say it one more time In Alaska Wood frogs Hold their pee for up to eight months During the region's long I want to be the guy that tests that By the way Uh, During the region's long winters they relieve themselves once the temperature warms up. Think about how good that would feel after know, eight right? months. I know. And it helps keep them alive. The urine does. Because it turns, uh, in their gut, it turns it into nitrogen. It's that's, pretty, pretty that's awesome. That's very interesting. That was my favorite one of the day. And that feeling just that it, of being a wood frog after holding it for eight months, I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending. Okay, so... In the sports world, Steve, do you know what happened in the sports world? Uh, the from- Lions lost, I know that. That's yep. about it. To the Packers. Yeah, the Packers came back and uh, looked pretty good. I mean, they didn't come back from, like, like, in the game. They just looked really good last night. Uh, they beat the Lions, but I don't want to talk about that right now. No, I want to talk about Sunday. Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so here's the deal. I want you to think about this. When you're watching a football game and take into account these, I mean, these, these announcers are professionals, so they are honed in. Yep. When you, but everybody makes mistakes. But when you are watching a football game and somebody goes to kick a field goal, okay, can you see the ball if it goes through mm-hmm. the field goal, yes. the goal post? Can you? It's hard sometimes. I mean, can I see it in my head? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you're an announcer. It's there. It's hard sometimes to see the ball. To see if, if it goes to the uprights or not, if it's close. Well, this happened to this happened to Paul Allen, a Minnesota Vikings radio announcer. Here you go. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is good. No, he's not good. 
Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, he missed it right. What a gut punch to a team that yeah. play after play toward the end fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot. And just, oh my God. I love the way his guys were like, no, dude, he no. way missed it. It was like by a foot. <laughs> he was so excited, too, the yeah. way he screamed. Good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was Paul Allen from the Minnesota Vikings. I got a kick out of that. That's a that's just I mean, that's everybody no makes. pun intended. Yeah. I didn't ah, think of that one. You kicked the ball. Uh, that's a fun story, and it's cute, and everybody makes mistakes, and he's probably going to get razzed for a month, and yeah. people will forget. That being said... If you're a high school referee or a college referee for football, I have a lot of respect for you. There's a lot of traveling involved, and you probably get yelled at a lot. But these four referees in Columbus, Ohio, actually got trapped in a locker room because of a questionable call during a high school football game. They blocked their door with a vending machine. They are livid. We don't deserve that as officials. We as a group have now filed charges against Grove City, and we had to push on the door, three of us, to at least get the door away so where we can get out. Wow. <laughs> they were like, I mean, somebody clearly thought it was funny. It was a high school football game, and they got locked in their changing room or wherever they were. Yeah, like, by the, like, somebody, like, the, the people in Ohio, Columbus, were like, hey, Bob, Frank, let's go pick up that vending machine and leave them in there. Stupid refs. They weren't fans of them. Uh, they're and they're, but they filed charges. Wow! Like I don't know what I guess uh, what yeah. the charges would be on that per se, but emotional distress. Oh my god! <laughs> Could be. Watch, they'll get like a billion dollars. <laughs> oh my god! Would you would be surprised? Like they end up suing. They end up owning the high school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I present to you the Grumpy Granny. Good morning, Granny. Good morning. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. <laughs> I love this woman. I posted the video up on our social media. I'm going to play one more time. Good morning, Granny. She good gets morning. really mad. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. <laughs> Do you remember? Are your parents, uh, grandparents, still living? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Steve. Uh, no. Okay. Do you remember the point where they got so old, where they got cranky? Yes. Because that was my little grandma. Little grandma got so old and cranky. She was always kind of a cranky little son of a gun, my dad's mother. I called her little grandma. I called her grandma Buffalo. No, little grandma was because she was little. Yeah. And I was a kid, and that's what I called her. Grandma Buffalo. Is that where she was from? Bingo. So that's it. She was from Buffalo. Yes, she was. So it makes a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. She found it offensive as she got older because she just wanted something to complain about. <laughs> She's the grumpy granny. After all those yeah. years. All I remember, I, I just remember, I, like, she just, she got very odd towards the end. And this granny that I threw up on our social media, I love it. She's like, just because, yeah. Well, let's just take a listen to the grumpy granny one more time. And it's my favorite thing to say on the air. Good morning, granny. Good morning. Chilly today. By saying good morning doesn't mean I want you to have a conversation with me. <laughs> and obviously the girl that videoed this, this isn't the first time it's happened. Oh, yeah. I think I'm going to start using that. The grumpy granny? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Steve, did you check and make sure I can say that? Uh, I mean, probably not. Yeah, okay. Why? So, 
I'm assuming it's probably one of these phrases that people took and made it into something inappropriate. But how are you going to make a granny inappropriate? Oh, you can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of iterations of it. There's not a grumpy granny. So you can say grumpy okay. granny on the air. Is there granny with two apples? I've heard of that. Uh, there's granny and grumpy. There's grappy. There's grumpy gut. There's... Grumpy gut? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we're not. Stop. She's going to ask us to tell her what it means. Nope. Jennifer's, okay. on, Jennifer's on the phone with us right now, and here's a question for you. Where uh, do you get your favorite type of fast food chicken nugget? Oh, nuggies. I'm a Chick-fil-A girl. Are you a Chick-fil-A girl? <laughs> hey, you're not alone. A, I love that you call them nuggies. I know, right? Uh, we were talking about chicken nuggets here real quick. So, apparently there were they, a bunch of fast food nuggets were ranked in this thing. And Chick-fil-A came in at number one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's Spicies was number two. And that McDonald's. Been my number one. McDonald's is third. I'm just, just call me a classic, Jen. If you want a lady in the tramp a nugget with me, we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> as long as you got I mean, that they, sweet and sour sauce on the side. Well, we're yeah, lady like tramp. I like a little honey mustard, though. A little Ew. honey mustard on this. I'm not a honey mustard, <laughs> but maybe you could just dab a little bit of honey mustard on your tongue and I'll dab a little sweet and sour barbecue on mine. <laughs> and we'll just, oh, we can Sure, I like sharing, yes. Amber, oh, do you like in marriage or just in nuggets? <laughs> no, just nuggies. Oh, okay, Aww. just your nuggies. Well, I love your nuggies, Jen. <laughs> All right, hold on one second. Uh, Chicken McNuggets, there you go, Christine. Yummy. You, you came in second. Now I'm all hungry. Me Good too. Good Lord. So, Steve. Fish. We're about to take a dip into Christine's brain. Yes, we are. In Christineology, a segment invented by my beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. Yes, your beautiful wife came up with the name Christineology, which is what, Steve? It is the study of Christine's brain. What's going on in there, huh? Uh, well, let's really? find out. What let's is? find out right now. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand Christine? If you looked around your house right now, there's a good chance you have something in there that is totally useless. Members of your your family do not count, though. The thought came to me as I was changing my bed sheets and once again decided to forego the flat sheet. You know, the sheet that goes on top of your fitted sheet below your comforter. In the off chance I do decide to make my bed, the last thing I would want is extra time and more work added on to the bed-making process. Oh, my God. Plus, at some point during your slumber, you know they're just going to get bunched up and tangled. I honestly couldn't answer the point of having a flat sheet, so I turned to the one who has all the answers, oh, Martha, think, Martha oh, Stewart. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> I thought it might have been me, too. Neither <laughs> of you. It's oh. Martha Stewart. <laughs> what I discovered was that the top sheet are meant to be a layer between your body and comforter, protecting yep. it from getting dirty quickly, hence not having to wash your comforter often. This makes total sense, but honestly, I'm pretty comfortable with my germs and stank. YOLO. All in all, there was no one right answer. Some people are team top sheet. Others are not. So what it comes down to is just do what makes you comfortable. As for me, I tried. I really did. A few months ago, I attempted to incorporate the top sheet into my routine again. But somehow, they found their way back into their permanent home. The linen closet. Aww. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, did you really not know that that was so you didn't have to wash your comforter no. so much? No. I just thought it was pointless. Yeah, and I, then, I had so, no idea either. So, I actually started, like, you know, Googling a little bit more to find out, yeah. like, you know, more about the flat sheet versus not. And apparently, what I found was that it's like, um, 
millennials are the ones who are don't really care for the flat oh, sheet. It's God. like it's like my parents' generation and their generation, and my mom still o- always uses all parts of whatever comes in it. But because there's a lot of people now who decide not to use that flat sheet, there are some companies that make their bedding where you can get it with the flat sheet and without the flat sheet. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I didn't know it was that much of a hot button issue. We're doing Christineology right now. And okay, first off, I want to point out that you were like, I don't have the time to (laughs) pull up a sheet. Okay, seriously? The other reason, the other benefit of the flat sheet is that if you get hot in the night, you could leave that over you and dump the comforter. Yeah, true, but I'll just dump everything at that point if I'm super hot and just cuddle with my pillow. Steve's a diehard millennial. You're within there. I'm 100% flat sheet. Brittany is not, though. This is something, yeah, we've uh, debated. Mm Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I love the flat flat sheet. It's Because I always find the comforter... The feeling of the comforter isn't as good as the silky smooth flat sheet. You know, the the, the flat sheet's got oh no, do you have nice satin smooth... sheets? No, we don't have oh, satin okay, good. sheets because your feet <laughs> dry. It's like this. No, dry feet on satin sheets. Ooh, yeah, I know that like, that sound all, ooh, all too well. That's oh. like nails on a chalkboard. I know. I just hate it. Yeah, I hate it. The cringies. The cringies. Okay, the sorry. Cringies. Go back into your dilemma about your flat sheet and your satin wardrobe or whatever. My you satin about. wardrobe, but I mean, <laughs> I, I love the flat sheet. I think it's the perfect little buffer. Buffer, yeah, between you and the comforter. Because the mean, comforter, I don't think, is the most always the most comfortable thing. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. The comforter. I, I'm with you, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. You have yeah. one of those itchy comforters. Don't You're an you? itchy comforter. Yeah, <laughs> Emily. You can't say that. Yes, Emily agrees with Christine. She said you could just buy flat sheets. The others are used for uh, my son's forts. Lol. <laughs> Perfect. <Okay. laughs> uh, for forts. I, I agree with there her on go. that one. Christineology. <laughs> diving deep into the flat sheet and going to Martha Stewart. And Martha Stewart, I guarantee you, likes the flat sheet. Oh yeah. Because she makes more money that way. Oh, of course. Yeah. Her the article that I came across on Martha Stewart's. Website was why you should have a flat sheet. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm telling you, like you know, she and Snoop use the flat sheet. We're helping out yet another relationship mm-hmm. with today's rando texto. O M G. Texto message of Apple free download on Apple Store Christina. First off, I realize this may sound dumb, but it's one of those things that I can't get out of my head. It's driving me crazy. Let me also acknowledge that I have the best wife. I'd say we're a solid couple. Her two best friends are no longer with their husbands. One got divorced about two years ago, and her other best friend is going through it now. The three of them hang out about two to three times a week, which I don't mind. A lot of times they are at our house. Other times they go out for girls' night, and they also vacation together. Not long ago, I read that people who spend a lot of time with others who are divorced are more likely to get divorced themselves. It's contagious or something? Yes. <laughs> I don't know why this stuck with me. Now I get worried that the more and more my wife hangs out with her divorced friends, she'll hear their stories and think she can do better or want to be single. We have no kids and we've been married for six years now. You guys may think I'm crazy, but these girls do everything together and I don't know if... I don't even know if her friends like me with her. I don't want to lose my wife. What do I do? It's weird that you don't know if your friends like you, yes or no. Like, that's a weird one to me. But uh, right now, what we have to figure out is, can we help out this brother? Uh, don't want to be divorced. Uh, oh, man, let me think of a good name for the What's a good name for this guy, Steve? Don't, don't want to be divorced, Don. I was going to say Dale. <clears throat> Dale? Dale, I like Dale. Don't want to be divorced, okay. Dale. So the adventures... 
of Don't Want to Be Divorced, Dale. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So he is essentially, he is married. She is hanging out with her girlfriends that are newly divorced. He's afraid it's contagious. What do you think, dude? Uh, it sounds like he has something else that he's worried about other than just this. What do you mean? Like, it seems like there's probably something else going on in their relationship if this is top of mind of his. I mean, I'm sure he can get a little bit of that sense of uneasiness, but not enough to write into a radio show <laughs> unless there's something else going on. <clears throat> is there something going on in the adventures of don't want to be divorced, Dale? I mean, the obvious answer to this is make a baby with her and then... <laughs> That's and then you got at least another nine to nine yeah. months to like a year and a half. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god! Plus you're locked with her 100 percent then too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That just that works. Okay, so go for the baby. Yeah, go for the baby. That, that's mm-hmm. Steve's advice. She's gonna quit partying with her friends the same way she is because she can't drink. Exactly. She's gonna be exhausted, I would imagine, and want to stay home and rest and be taken care of and have her feet rubbed. And her girlfriends aren't gonna do that for her. Exactly. And you can do that. Step into that feet rubbing role. There you go. Okay. Other than oh. making a baby. Maybe, Christine, what do you think? Uh, I think this guy is definitely in his head. He sounds like an overthinker. So from one overthinker to another, stop it. Get out of your head and talk to your wife. Uh, I don't think divorce is contagious. I don't. I do. I, I mean, I could. It's not that I'm discounting what he's feeling because I could see where he's coming from, especially if she's spending so much time with him, hearing about their single life. But she could be envious. I mean, and she's going again, they're vacationing together. Yeah. They're hanging out and doing girls' nights. Yeah. And she could just be a supportive friend for her girls that are newly single, but she also could be going, hmm. (laughs) If your marriage is solid the way you say it is, you shouldn't be worried. And I'm kind of with Steve, not about the baby thing, but is there something else going on? You're obviously insecure about something. Or there's some people might say, like Connie of Connie and Fisher, we lost earlier this year to cancer. Connie would have said gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Would have said gut feeling, and maybe his gut feeling is right. Maybe in the adventures of Don't Want to Be Divorced, Dale. <laughs> we need to write a story about this. He's right. Yeah, maybe he is right. I don't know. Click a six. What do you think? Text or message over via Apple free download on Apple Toro. All right, so I'm going to sum this up. Don't want to be divorced, Dale is the guy who messaged in. Okay. And we gave him he, a fun name. We did. And he's been married to his wife, no kids. They've been married for six years. Her two best friends are divorced. One is currently going through it, the other one has been divorced for two years now. He said they hang out like two to three times a week. They're always going out, they're always hanging out. But recently, he read that people who spend a lot of time with others who are divorced are more likely to get divorced themselves. Now he's worried the more his wife hangs out with her divorced best friends, she's almost going to think like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side, whether yeah. it be single life or maybe there's someone better out there. He's, he goes, you guys may think I'm crazy, but these girls do everything together, and I don't even know if her friends like me with her. I don't want to lose my wife. What do I do? So he's really worried about this, and I mean, we can bust his chops as much as we want, but some people might say it's his gut instinct. I'll tell you this. Connie of Connie and Fish, who we lost in January to cancer, Connie, uh, but her divorce year, you know, she and I obviously were working together when that happened, and uh, that was a lot of partying. 
Mm-hmm. There was a lot. Of, divorce here is a real thing, specifically. Very real. Specifically with women, yeah, more my, so than men. My cousin had a very fun divorce here. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, that, so that's a thing. It is. And you want to be with your besties and your comfortable people, and clearly mm-hmm. his wife is one of those people. Yeah. That's a thing. Another thing, though, Connie of Connie and Fish would explain in this situation as well is the gut instinct. The gut instinct, as she would say, maybe this guy's having a gut instinct. People are more or less, though, saying he's just paranoid, right, Christine? Yeah, we did get a message from someone who said that she agreed with me. She does think this guy is in his own head. He's letting himself get carried away and overthinking things. He needs to get out of his head and communicate with his wife. Then if they decide to make a baby, go for it. Steve, babies are not the answer to creating a secure marriage. Uh, <laughs> let's agree to disagree. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do see a point in Steve's argument there. <laughs> I do. That was Steve's point was, hey, you know, they just go make, uh, a, make a baby. baby. Uh, make a baby. Then she can't so go funny. out as much. She'll be tired. And, you know, there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Easy peasy. What else are we looking at, Miss Christine? Someone said your concerns are valid. They'll go. They'll be going above and beyond to make their lives seem great especially if they're not talking about the divorce friends. Yeah. I'd honestly bring it up with your wife. Maybe it will bring her to bring it to her attention before they bring her to believe the grass is greener. Someone said, tell this to your wife. Open communication is important. Discussing your fears, no matter how quote dumb they are, is something your partner is supposed to help you with, not strangers. I, I think another, <laughs> hey, we'll take it. Yeah, right. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> I think it was interesting. Somebody did comment on this whole rando text. So again, this couple's been married for six years. They have no kids. Her two besties are newly divorced, uh, two best girlfriends at separate points, and she's going out and hanging out with them all the time, and now they're girls' trips, girls' nights, all that. Yeah. And he's kind of worried that divorce is quote-unquote catchy. Somebody said, just communicate with him, and maybe he just needs to step up his game and buy her flowers. Now, I can't tell the gender of the person texting in, but in my opinion, whoever sends that is somebody who clearly wants flowers. (laughs) Clearly It's not getting flowers Or that it's their go-to It could be the same person Who messaged this in Make exciting plans with your wife Surprise her with a night out Talk to her about how much you love her And value her And want to grow old with her Ask her if there's anything You need to work on And have an open conversation Uh, And then make a baby And then make a baby (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wait, what's that face, Fish? Is that too too mushy for you? Uh, No, it's just A little too hallmarky What's the fake name we gave this guy again? Dale Don't want to be divorced, Dale Okay Dale. Please. Hi. Oh, wait, wait. What, what was he sound like in my head? Okay, I got it. I got it. <clears throat> hey, guys. My name's Dale. <laughs> and I don't want to be divorced. And what? You know, I feel like I should just reward her for going out and partying with her girlfriends all the time. And instead of communicating with her, I'm going to step up my game and maybe chuck a baby in her at some point. But beyond that, take her out to a dinner and Start to party with her. Uh. Ew. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't. What's your solid advice? Solid advice? Here, I'm going to throw a curveball. I mean, personally, I'd hook up with one of her friends because it sounds like they're pretty easy right now. <laughs> but here's a curveball beyond that uh, blatant, you know, cheatery, right? Ask for a threesome? I We shouldn't even really. This isn't the. the format of a station that we should really be diving yeah, into that. No uh, again she has no clue okay uh, so here's what i, I would do stuff you say fish I, yeah, yeah i've got a list from you okay so here's what i would do in all honesty and this is going to be weird how about you just sit down with her and say look i'm going to sound paranoid mm-hmm. oh, i'm sorry here's what you do 
Hi guys, don't want me to force down. <laughs> Here, Christine, pretend that you're a married woman. Okay. It's gonna be. You know what? I don't see you getting all. Aww. Steve. Steve, pretend you're a married woman. Be a married right. woman for me. <laughs> okay. You're damn near a married woman. Okay. Hey, uh, what's her name? Her name is Julie. Hey, Julie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Well, I noticed you've been going out with uh Barbie and Candy a lot recently. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, I know, but uh, I just like uh, I I just kind of worried you're gonna you're gonna leave me. Like uh, we just got I got a message from uh my buddy Chris. Actual message we just got from a member of the Click Sex. Uh, you know, divorce is contagious, and I, I, I he really thinks I have a right to be worried about it. Achoo! Uh oh, I think I'm catching it. Oh, really? Oh, well, hey, how about we go throw a baby in each other? Sounds hot to me. All right. Well, first off, don't want to be divorced, Dale. If you're pregnant, this is a whole different conversation. Hopefully, that helped you out, Dale. Yeah. Talk to your wifey. Yeah, talk to your wife or hook up with one of her friends. Let's peep what's totes trending. Totes trending. All righty, righty, righty. Okay. I did not know, I was not aware that you're supposed to help pay for your friend's funerals. I wasn't aware yeah. of that either. So this woman is, uh, video is going viral right now. Uh, Jasmine is going to get very worked up that a woman did not donate to her sister's funeral fund because she set up like a GoFundMe for the sister's funeral and she gets very worked up. Well, you owe your money, and I didn't even see you donate to my sister's funeral, so you're automatically disqualified. You could leave the room. Yeah, bye. Bye. Don't be all surprised now. Well, bye. Yeah, why are you surprised? Because you didn't donate to my sister's funeral. You're not welcome here. Is that a thing? No, that's just that person, and I would not. I would be like, all right, good riddance. I, w- I don't want to be friends with you if this is how petty you are. But you're at the funeral. Okay. So you're I not do gonna, it after the funeral. But no, you're getting kicked out. Then she's I'm kicking kicked you out. out. That's that's wow. Like that's she's, a wow. It's, she's petty and she's starting drama and her sister's dead. Steve, what do you think? <sighs> I mean, that's rough. I I wouldn't deal with the drama until maybe wait until afterwards and then bring stuff up. But yeah, that's what Jasmine didn't care. She they were at the funeral and like somebody's recording and she's like, hold hold on a sec. Hey, uh, Barbie. I don't know, Susie. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Susie. Uh, what are you doing here? Uh, can you pay my respects to your sister? Uh, I set up a fund for this funeral, and you didn't donate. Blah, blah, blah. You know. Uh-uh. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I would. I would help if I had a friend in need of money to bury uh, their friend if I could. But that would be, I would never ask someone to give me money for no. a family member's funeral. No. I can't yeah, even imagine no. that. I think this is going to become a thing. I, I mean, I think it's. I, be a I've thing. seen GoFundMe's for to help with funeral costs. Like that's not a new thing, but yeah, I think this woman, I think, is just again, she's petty. Yeah, is she petty, or does she maybe? I, mean, I wonder if she made a profit. You could probably turn a profit if you did it right. Hmm, that's messed up. What do you mean? Yeah, I it even is. Thought that? Her sister's dead, and she's worried about yeah. money. Well, maybe she used to go to movies with her sister, and maybe they would pay every other time. And her dead sister was due to pay for the next movie, there we and go. she makes an extra ten bucks so she can go to a free movie. So she wants ten bucks. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Maybe she's looking for a profit. Uh, if I were the friend, I'd throw a five dollar bill at her. Then would you? Yep. Do you and carry then walk cash? Away. I will that day. Okay, see? <laughs> yeah, I will that 
Christine keeps coming up with the hypotheticals that don't make sense because I know she doesn't carry cash. I right? have cash on me right now. Do you where? In my wallet. Uh, sure, that's where it is. Where? <laughs> I know you were out Shut late up. last night. I know you were out late last night. All right, let's talk about this guy from Nissan. Nissan appointed a man that has an enhanced, enhanced sense of smell. Enhanced sense of smell. His job is odor evaluation lead engineer. That's what it says on mm-hmm. his business card. Odor evaluation lead engineer. It's pretty awesome. Here he is talking about it. My job entails making sure that the odor of the vehicle is suitable for the customer. Having a trained nose means that I can tell the difference between fake and real leather or cloth and fabric, etc. It is all about that emotional connection between the driver and their brand new car. And the new castle is an important part of that. Yeah, it is the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. That would be your new job. New car smell. Odor evaluation lead engineer. Oh, so what do you, you meet him at a bar? First off, you better hope that you've showered if you worked out or whatever, if he's trying to pick you up or if he's in the ladies or in dudes or whatever, or that you don't sneak a, sneak a toot because this guy's going to smell it. Yeah. Right. He has a trained sense of No, that's you because I saw you eat raspberries 30 minutes ago. It's definitely got raspberry. It's got a hint of... Yeah, it's a hint of raspberries in that. I could hear him saying that in my head on a date. I can't even imagine him in the little production booth that Steve is in Ew, where he breaks no. wind on the regular. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I remember when we were doing our shows, uh, Connie, we lost Connie earlier this year to cancer. And I remember when Connie and Steve and I were all doing our shows at home and the mics were live and you could hear and you could hear Steve through the mic breaking wind. And he didn't stick it up to the mic. He didn't even stop it or it was deny vicious. it. It was vicious. Yeah, I mean, I would mostly do it when we were in. So, like, we, we couldn't, we didn't turn off the mics. Didn't turn off when we were playing songs or playing commercials, so yeah. that we could all still talk. And so that was the majority. It of the wasn't time it was on happening. the air. Yeah, no, it was just. Connie told off me to do it on the air once, and I did once. Yeah, oh, it man. was disgusting. <laughs> it sounded like it sounded like curdled milk in a jar and somebody was shaking it. See, it was terrible. You could be an odor person. Well, I could be a sound guy. Okay, there you go, maybe. yeah. Okay, so I was going to tell you, I've been promising you I was going to talk to you about this. If I say to you, and pretend Christine and Steve, I hadn't mentioned this to you off the air or anything. Okay. If I say to you instinctively, what is the filthiest place in your bathroom? What is your answer? It would probably be like the toilet or the sink. Toilet or sink? Yeah. Toilet or sink? Yep. Me too. Until today. (gasps) It's not the toilet. It's definitely not the sink. Where do you think it is? So I personally am going to guess when you're cleaning the bathroom, maybe something that's overlooked, the door handle. Okay, the, the door bathroom. handle. Yeah. Good guess. Good guess. Thinking outside the box. Mm-hmm. She's thinking outside the box. Steve. I'm going to go with your toothbrush. I've always heard gross things about toothbrush. Specifically mine or just... Yeah, no, uh, Fish's toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the toothbrush. Good thinking, both wrong. Okay. Ah. This is going to get you. The towel rack. Ew. Oh, I didn't even think about the towel rack. The to- that's right. And I ewed once I saw it. So here's the thing. It's twofold. Researchers say that towel racks are rarely cleaned when people scrub their bathroom. But they should be. Because damp towel racks are an ideal breeding ground mm-hmm. for harmful, harmful microorganisms and bacteria. It's true. That's fold one. Ew. Fold two, much like your towel. 
Towel racks are bathroom uh, radiators, if they have, if you have one of those. Attract dust, grime, mold, and mildew, which is just unclean. Yeah. It can lead to irritated skin and even some illnesses. Scientists say you should clean your towel racks three times a month. That's it. Wow. Yeah. Three times a month, though. That's really it. Well, you don't want to get those microorganisms. I don't think that's <laughs> what they said. Microorganisms, I think. Is Isn't that what I said? said? Uh, no, no definitely not. Close to maybe. I thought I said. But you will need a towel for that one. Okay. <laughs> Did I say something wrong? Okay. Anyway, I'll move on. I have no idea what they're talking about. Sixty percent of towel rails were in the really dirty category. For comparison, just ten percent of toilets were found to be really dirty. Twenty percent actually tested as clean. I would say mine is clean. What's the second dirtiest spot? Uh, after the towel rack. Yeah. How about that shower bar? Fifty percent are classified as really dirty. The second dirtiest spot is your sink plug hole. Ew. That makes sense. When's the last time you cleaned your plug hole? Um. Seriously. Actually, I just used Drano in it the, the other day, and yeah, I but cleaned you ever it. Pull the thing out and uh-huh. clean it. Okay. Yeah, That's I, how I and that. I clean my towel racks too. Do you really? Yeah, I do. I'm. You're kind OCD. of a freak about when yeah. I clean my bathroom. When's the last time you cleaned your plug hole, uh, Steve? When it got clogged, probably like four months ago. See, you got a dirty plug hole, buddy. I do have what a about dirty you? Plug What's hole. up with your plug hole? My plug hole's clean. How I do clean you know? It. I clean it twice a week. Oh, you do you really? No, I'm lying. I can't remember the last time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking. Don't want to talk to you real quick while like playing a game, like. Uh, Willy Wonka. You've seen Willy Wonka, right, Christine? Mm-hmm. All right, Steve? Yeah. Willy Wonka? Seen it? Okay. Mm-hmm. So there was, I don't know, if Steve, if you remember this story or not. I remember we talked about it a year ago, but uh, there was last September, one of the creators of Jelly Belly, his name's David Klein, he announced, announced he was retiring. And he was going to give away a candy factory, Willy Wonka style, not Jelly Belly, another one that he owned in Florida. So what he did was an elaborate treasure hunt with 50 golden tickets, each in a different state, before the grand prize riddle was announced four months ago. Well, here's what happens. Andrew Mass from Colorado was 39, and he won. He found the golden ticket. He looked for it. He found it buried under a bridge in Kokomo, Indiana. He's now the proud owner of a 4,000-square-foot plant that makes sandy candy and other treats. Called Sandy Candy. I wonder what he's gonna do with it. Doesn't want it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not in a position to move his family to Florida to run the business. He was just in it for the thrill of the hunt. So Klein, the guy that gave away the factory, is gonna buy it back from him and then give it to somebody else without a year-long scavenger hunt. He's probably just gonna <laughs> give it to someone yeah. who's interested in buying it. Yeah. Think about how annoying this would be, though. It would if, be. if this guy wins and then he doesn't want it. Over the past year, 35,000 people were solving riddles and searching for golden tickets in all 50 states. Each initial ticket came with a $5,000 prize. I don't know how much Andrew's going to get when he buys the, the factory. I'm assuming maybe 100 grand or a couple hundred grand or so. I don't I mean, I don't know what a factory runs for, and I'm assuming he's not going to get full freight. I know. It's kind of annoying, don't you think, though? If you worked that, that hard. That he got, like, involved. Yep. You knew this whole time you couldn't actually get the factory or yeah. you weren't willing to move for it. Like, step away, bro. Well, what? it was like we did a uh, contest a long time ago. I think it was like eight, nine years ago. And it was right down, uh, right in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And we were up on stage. The person that won came up. 
and was all excited at first. Then we handed her the microphone to say her like happy things or whatever, and she immediately said, "Does anyone want to buy this from me?" Are you oh, serious? Yeah. <laughs> we're like seriously. Same thing happened with uh, we did one of those uh, living it to win it, but it was like touch the car things okay, in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah, Connie and I did one of those, and the person won the car, and like was I I, I, I just wanted the game, play the game. <laughs> and we're, they're like, I don't want to pay the taxes on this. I'm cool. And we're like, uh, like that's so frustrating. You know if who, you know you don't want it, don't yeah. play. You know who? You know who it wasn't frustrating for? The people that own the car, the dealership. They were like, sweet, we'll keep it. Yep. <laughs> like, awesome promotion. What do I get? What do I get? Nothing. You get the car or nothing. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> Dancing with the stars. Christine, this is your jam here. Yes, I love Dancing with the Stars. And after 30 seasons and 16 years, Dancing with the Stars finally made history last night. Finally, the groundbreaking moment we've all been waiting for. I'm telling you, I'm so high I could hit the raster. Well done. <laughs> Jojo Siwa making history. You and Jenna, that was amazing. Oh, go, Jojo. I'm telling you, full of attack, full of enthusiasm. It lost a little control here and there, but wow, what an entertaining performance. Derek. Well, all I have to say is that you were born for Dancing with the Stars. So much. Carrie-Anne Inaba. Eight. Lynn Goodman. Seven. Derek Huff. Seven. Bruno Tomyo. Seven. Jojo and Jenna have 29 out of 40, which is the highest score of the night. All right, yep. that, that happened last night on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, JoJo Siwa, I believe it was earlier this year. Yeah, she came she came out um, uh, as gay, and Dancing with the Stars made history by casting her with a woman. They've never had same-sex dancers, uh, couples on the show. So she got partnered with Jenna Johnson, who's one of my favorite uh, choreographers on the show and they ended up getting the highest score with 29 out of 40. Now nice. typically I would uh, in this situation start singing lesbians and get all excited but this is such a honest to God glorious thing. Yeah. That I, I know it's a I know the the significance of this deal. Yeah it was it was awesome so it made it even more awesome that they ended up getting the highest score of the night. Also on the show, a bachelor, a Spice Girl, and a wrestler. The so, Miz. <laughs> the Miz was on there. He got a 24 out of 40 performing the cha-cha. They were surprised. They were like, we thought you were going to be more stiff, but he was actually pretty fluid. And like, yeah, like you, he was definitely putting the moves on there. So nice. I'm curious to see how he does. Matt James, the bachelor, he's just tall and awkward, but he scored a 24 He'll be out, out of, of here 40. soon. So Melanie C, I loved her performance because, of course, from the Spice Girls, she was Sporty Spice. She performed. She danced to Wannabe, yep. and she ended up getting a 28 <laughs> out of 40. She did really good with... So who's going to be the first to go? Who are they going to blow out in this bad boy, do you think? Ah, uh, I'm not sure yet because a lot of the people scored, like, 24s. I think Iman Sh Schubert, he's a basketball player. Yeah. I think he got the lowest score, but... um. I wanted to bring this up, Fish, because I know you and you and I were excited about our guy Corey yeah. from uh, Peloton. Oh my gosh, this is that Peloton instructor yep. that went viral with this. You did not survive a pandemic to fake an. Okay, so you got two options: a little bit of show and tell, a little bit of communication. 
you get naked, you're like, hey, let's try some things. And like, if you like it, say so. And if I like it, I'll say so. You communicate. Use words. Harder. Slower. Oh, okay. That's what it He's, How'd he do? He did a 24 out of 40, so which seemed to be like the average score last night. But okay. they, all the judges told him, you're going to be the one to look out for this season. Well, yeah, they're being nice to him because he's the big uh, social. Well, no, I guess they don't need to be nice. They've had way bigger stars than Peloton, dude. Yeah. Right? yeah. The one that everyone was kind of like, uh, was Olivia Jade, okay. uh, Lori Loughlin's daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she, t- she said she wants to move on from the whole college scandal thing and show people her work ethic. She ended up getting a 25 out of 40. You clearly missed what she did then on stage because I saw it. It was trending this morning. What do you mean? Like this morning when I woke up, I look at my phone and there she is. They show, uh, what's that judge's name? Uh, Bruno? Yeah. Bruno. I, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Olivia Jade Laughlin's daughter. Ten grand in cash slips it to him. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. She's like, my mom gave you this. Like, my mom gave you this. It's not for me. It's not for me. All right. Text question of the day. Let's talk about today's text question of the day. You've gotten some great answers in here. And a very interesting number one answer. Uh, if you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? So instinctively, you went to General Hospital. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, today, uh, earlier off the air, you talked to me about it for about two minutes. And I can feel your passion. I'll say that. <laughs> you zoned out oh with God. me t- telling you about the mob well, and all that stuff. I'm a mafia guy, so hearing about it in a in the general hospital world is is tough. Why? It's tough. I don't know. Just you don't mess with Sonny Carentos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Steve, you're gonna do a cooking podcast. I'm gonna do a relationship podcast. Mm-hmm. But what about you, Click of Six, for today's tax question of the day? If you could do a podcast, what are you talking about? Somebody said how easy it is to waste. Like eating out and buying things you don't need. Uh, you're so how easy it is to waste money and not save for retirement. Somebody else said I would do it about dogs as cat, dog and cats. Somebody else went with Steve like a daddy tips. They said my life as a dad. Okay. There you go. Uh, somebody else would call theirs parenting chicken and rabbits. Oh, my okay. husband says I always amaze him with what I know. <laughs> there you go. Traveling. Uh, somebody else got serious. Uh, racism, deadbeat dads, mean kids, and generational poverty was what they'd want to talk wow. about. Wow. It's a good answer for the text question of the day. If you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? I would have a podcast, a member of the Click of Six wrote, about toxic family members and how to deal with it and how to separate yourself from toxicity. It's Mur- a good one. Yeah, somebody said murders, whether it uh, be solved or unsolved, or maybe creepy mysteries. There's a good idea. I've never thought of that for a podcast. Wink. <laughs> somebody else said there's a lot of those They're huge My buddy actually works on one uh, Somebody else said my podcast would be about my flight attendant experience And the nutty crazy people who forget their brain when on an airplane Also travel experiences overseas And US travel Second podcast about my ex-husband and mail order brides Ha 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 Did her husband uh, get a mail order bride? Yes. Is that what it sounds like? Yes, that's exactly how I took it. (laughs) And that gets us to the top five-ish for today's text question of the day. If you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? Guys, we have a son that suffered a brain injury at birth. However, he is extremely smart with all history facts. I would love to do a podcast with Spencer giving us daily history lessons. He does this with me on our two-mile walks. Aw. I think that's brilliant. That's sweet. Somebody else said haunted histories. Somebody That's said my cool. my podcast would be about how kids are buttheads, but are. nobody wants to say it out loud that their kid is a butthead. LMAO. <laughs> Fish edited that, that one. Yes, too. I did. Okay. Yes, I did. It was naughty. Number three. If you could do a podcast, what would you what would you talk about? 
crafts on the crafts on the couch. They said with boy bands and Harry Potter talk. <laughs> I, I, Listen, I guess, yeah. Somebody else said if I had a podcast, I'd tell. For number two, I would. Uh, if I had a podcast, I would tell stories about my job. I'm a stagehand. I have a lot of juicy gossip and drama and stories Ooh. and fun stories. A lot of them actually. Maybe I can even do a special podcast from time to time and show people how my job is done. Time lapse videos. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Nice. And finally, it's a long one. A long one, I told you. Number one. If you could do a podcast, what would you talk about? Guys, if I could do a podcast, I would do it on dudism and chocolate cannabis infused Jesus heads for communion. I'm reading this, by the way. This is not me. Uh, dudism and chocolate cannabis infused Jesus heads for communion in place of band crackers and sparkling grape juice. <laughs> Here's what I do. I'd explain how... Oh, geez, this is getting really religious. Okay. No, 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 it's not. Okay, Just... okay. Uh, I'd explain how Luke carried a apothecary with him full of herbs that were miraculous, and cannabis had to have been... Again, I didn't write this. Cannabis <laughs> had to have been one of them and used frequently. And then he would... Oh, oh my... Endocannaboid system. <laughs> Cannabis effect. Okay, there's more. Good bud. Be a rebel. He was saying Jesus Dudism. was probably a rebel with good bud. Yeah, that's... <laughs> again, that's a member of the clique of six. That's uh, interesting. Yeah, and then they went on to say, so when Fish and Steve are on a wedding to give me a shout, ain't living unless... Are on you, wedding two. Or on wedding two. Ah. Give me a shout. Ain't living unless you make your mad your wife mad and get divorced at least once. I'll bring the goodies to the reception for all my people, and I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> all right, brother. Remind me to read these before she posts them. Right? <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be up on the website. You ready to get funky? That's all I want to do. Wake up. I don't want to get up. 